0: Thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow.
2: And I'm Alex Collins.
1: This podcast is all about helping naturopaths build uh, a financially efficient practice so that you can focus on your helping your patients as well as growing um or maybe maybe a, a better terminology is helping to solve all of the different stereotypes that i think a lot of that are out there that a lot of americans have of naturopathic doctors and so we want you to thrive um We want you to to thrive. We want you to do well so that your message gets out there. On today's podcast, um, we're going to have a little bit different conversation, and we're going to start it with just a pure statement. And the statement is, as a naturopathic doctor, as a practice owner, your job as a practice owner is to make yourself replaceable. We're going to talk about what we mean by that and we're gonna have three action items um to to really take for you to take home and hopefully put into practice
2: yeah i can already hear people uh through the uh <laughs> through the podcast basically saying no no, no my, my job is to be irreplaceable for my for my clients yeah and so let's dive into that right so one of the
1: first steps that and we've done an episode on this is to really figure out what type of practice you're wanting to have an enterprise practice or a lifestyle
2: practice correct let's let's start out by defining both of these and the goal is to make yourself replaceable in either one of them so an enterprise practice is a practice in which it, the practice is bigger than and goes beyond just you, and so you're building a brand. You're building, you're building something that is that that will last beyond you, as the naturopathic physician. And so you know this is building a team. It's building up other naturopaths. It's building up really the the practice as a whole, so that it becomes a sustainable. Uh, enterprise and sustainable practice, even when you are not there or even after you've completely left the practice yourself. Yeah. I mean, said another way, this
1: is, if we were to take you out of the practice, the practice would not die. Right. This Correct. is, if, if you're looking to sell your practice, that is really the the side of the coin that you want to be on is that enterprise. Um, that enterprise practice. And that's not to say that the lifestyle practice is bad or, or or good. It's just the difference between the two. You know, kind of jump into the lifestyle practice. The lifestyle practice is, you know, you're you're gonna have a harder time selling it because if you leave, the practice pretty much goes with you, right? You've got all the relationships with your patients. So when you start to transition that to another doctor, it's harder, and so the the valuation of your practice is a lot, lot lower, which means you just need to have, from a planning standpoint and eventual exit, you just need to have a lot of assets on
2: your personal balance sheet. Right, and when we say even the person who is running a lifestyle practice needs to be able to replace themselves, what we're talking about there is if you're running a lifestyle practice and you're literally required to be in the office five days a week, uh, 12 months out of the year, that's not much of a lifestyle. That that's not what most folks are looking to build. And so, you know, really what what we're talking about there is, you know, having some sort of way of making sure that patients are still being seen, patients are still being taken care of, and you have the ability to take one or two week vacation in a solid block um whereas i know a lot of folks starting out like the concept of not being in the office for two solid weeks like that is super challenging simply from a cash flow standpoint
1: yeah and you know Please don't take this as, you know, a lot of you are, you know, maybe two, three years into your personal practice. Some of you might be 10 or 15 years in your personal practice. And this might be hitting home in terms of, oh crap, I wanted an enterprise, but I really kind of have a lifestyle practice. And again, it's not that one is better than the other. It's just important for you to understand which one you have, because we we understand that when you are in the business. It's hard to take a step back and look at what it is you're doing. Like what's your overall overall plan? Because many of you are wearing everything from the CEO hat down to the janitor hat. And it, how, mu- how much time do you really take a step back and work you know, on your practice rather than in your practice? So we get that. And hopefully this is bringing this to light. Like you, you definitely have to work on your practice and understand which one you're building. And then just Boy. one other piece Sorry, Alex, just one other piece that it just occurred to me that you and I didn't talk about prior to, to recording this is, you know, we have not met a naturopathic physician that is just not so passionate in it about naturopathic medicine and what they do for their for their patients. And to be able to push that message, push the message of naturopath naturopathic medicine, push the legislation to open that up and really kind of show the world that that is important for people's lives. You have to push yourself to be replaceable, right? You have to push your practice to be growing and growing at a a high, a high clip because that's, what's going to help that message get out there. That means you're helping more patients, which is pushing the message. So I
2: just thought I'd share that, that last piece that just occurred to me, Alex yeah well and I mean not only that Ryan, but like you talked about uh naturopaths wearing a lot of different hats, and at the same time, a lot of folks, especially early on in their career, really only recognize that the the hat that they wear and the hat that they want to wear is the hat of naturopathic physician and so the 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 challenge there is understanding no, you have to wear other hats as well. And you're ultimately gonna have to find different folks that you delegate delegate different uh components to like the insurance billing or um you know to your point the janitorial work or, or you know maybe it's a business coach to delegate some of the um the the business decisions and the, the or at least help with the business decisions. Um maybe we wind up delegating the, the CEO or the CFO role so that you can spend more time focusing on what it is that you want, which is naturopathic physician. There's other folks that wind up naturally gravitating towards wanting to be an entrepreneur and wanting to be more of a mentor for naturopathic physicians. Um, and so they wind up naturally becoming more of a CEO type role uh, inside of their their practice. And, um, and you know, those are the folks that that really truly become enterprise practices. Uh, easy normally and naturally.
1: Yeah, solid point. So, so, so step one, which one are you or which one do you want to be enterprise or lifestyle? So step two is looking at your practice. What's your current business valuation? If you have an enterprise, if you're looking to build an enterprise practice, right? What are you currently valued at? Do you even know? Right. And the reason we're bringing that up, even if you're in year two or three, and especially if you're in year, you know, later years, how are you supposed to know what is growing the valuation or what's hurting your valuation or really where you land today? How are you going to get to where you want to go? And then on the personal side, if you have the lifestyle practice, what's your personal financial preparedness right now? Right? Do you do you have a plan, or are you just so focused inside of the practice that you really haven't thought about the personal side? And and we get it. Yeah, it's hard.
2: (laughs) It's it is hard, and it's uh, especially early on. It's it's challenging to to focus on anything other than just building the practice, right? Uh, And at the same time, we have that uh, that lifestyle practice because the practice isn't going to be. Uh, become a, a a very saleable asset or very liquid or lucrative, it, it is 100% incumbent upon you to make sure that you're building wealth outside of your practice. And, and we're not saying don't reinvest back into your practice, but do so with intention. Do so with the thought of how it is going to impact your ability to increase your your income and be able to help build wealth outside of the practice because if you don't build wealth outside of the practice and you have a lifestyle practice you're going to get to retirement and be in a world of hurt because now we don't have a practice that's saleable and we don't have any uh, viable way of continuing on your income once we get to the point of retirement
1: And just to rephrase, uh, you know, we've worked with enough of you and understand the community enough that the word wealth sometimes can be looked at as a bad terminology. And what we mean by wealth is you helping your patients, right, and growing the amount of patients that you're working with and pushing that message. The only way to do that is to help more patients, which in turn should provide you with more cash flow, which in turn should provide you with more money or wealth so that you can live the life that you wanna have while pushing that message. And so while we understand it's a, it's a dirty term, it's also an important piece to realize. If you're not gonna be successful, what is naturopathic medicine gonna do? Is it really going to grow?
2: Right, I and when well, this is something that uh, I struggled with deeply early on in my financial planning career, of of uh, you know having having mentors, managers, uh, folks that I worked for, you know, talk about it from a standpoint of like uh, growing sales or growing you know revenues or whatnot, and and my my focus was really on no, no, no. I want to help people, and you know, one of the things that uh, um, that eventually hit home with me was that if I don't wind up growing my uh, my revenue, growing my ability to earn an income and and be able to to you know support myself and my family, I won't be in the industry to be able to to help all the people that I want to be able to help it's the exact same concept for for naturopathic physicians is you know we have to have a certain amount of you know economic value driven to us for the work that we do. Otherwise we won't be able to stay in the industry and be able to continue to, to help our patients and be able to to help, you know, change the the way in which um America looks at, at healthcare. For the better
1: yep i look at it as the the value of pushing your message that's really what it comes down right. to which which yeah. takes us to step three three step three here alex in terms of takeaways right and this is knowing so once we understand where our, our current business is valued at or how prepared we are on the personal financial balance sheet side then it's about the who the how and the when so let, let's right. describe what we mean there. So, so the who,
2: Alex, why don't we start there? Well, again, we, we, need, we almost need to look at this through two totally different lenses, one being the enterprise and the second being the lifestyle. So when yep. we're talking about who for the enterprise. This can be as simple as identifying other naturopathic physicians that have a similar passion that we do for, uh, not, not for the, the profession as a whole, but for our niche inside of the um, inside of the profession what what area of focus are you and are you attracting uh, other naturopathic physicians to to come work under you are you attracting interns do they pra- are they looking to practice the same type of naturopathic medicine um, whether that's uh, women's health or um midwifery or uh, reproductive issues, or um, you know any of the other uh, disciplines, what what is it that you're specializing in? what is it that you're building? and and are you attracting other folks that are similar to that? And so by by building up um, a repository of, of other folks that, that think similarly to you, it becomes much easier to, Replace yourself as an enterprise uh, practice, um, and when we talk about the lifestyle, we're not necessarily trying to um, t- to to build up folks inside of the practice, but we might be looking for you know other folks that uh, we can you know enter into an agreement or an arrangement with, uh, whether that's co-op uh, or sharing space or um, basically being able to you know say okay hey i will be out of the office for this period of time in the event that something pops up here's somebody in the industry that i know and trust and like that will be able to to help take care of you while i am not here and so essentially honoring that commitment to to our patients to make sure that they're they're truly taken care of and at the same time allowing ourselves the opportunity to to rejuvenate to rest to recharge so that we can, you know, wade back into the in, into the day and, and tackle all the various different things that we need to.
1: Yeah, so it's understanding, you know, who it is you're looking for to help you build the practice that you want, which takes us to the house. So how are you going to do it, right? A lot of times we're sitting down with NDS, and they build a practice based on their name, and if they're trying to build that enterprise practice. It can't be your personal name. It's got to be about the practice and the culture and what that, that practice represents, which means, you know, term, going back to the who, who do you have in, in place to help enforce that? So it's not just one person's name that's getting um, pushed out there. And on the house side for the lifestyle, it's, okay, how am I going to be able to have this practice the way that I want it, take the time off, and have that transition period to when I'm not in practice to what's my personal fa- financial balance sheet look like, right? What's
2: the how for that aspect? Right. Um, and then for the, the enterprise practice, that's that's going to transition over time on the the how and the who. So, you know, the goal is to, to first go ahead and create this, this uh, collective of other and these that are similar to you. And after you've done that, you might identify somebody who has, you know, similar, uh, similar traits to you from a business standpoint or that, that is really closely aligned with how you think is a, naturopathic an physician. And so it, it naturally just starts to make sense to, you know, either bring them on as a partner or to, you know, ultimately see them as a, a, a person who, whom the, the, the practice can get transitioned to um as you you know ride off into the sunset.
1: Exactly. So we've gone over the who, we've gone over the how. Now it's all about the when.
2: Right? And the what, yeah the when is you know really the, the sooner that we get started on these things, the the better. Um, when we start talking about lifestyle, um the, the critical component here is um, being able to figure out how and and when to be able to step away from the practice without having the practice break while you're absent. Um, and so the sooner that you can can get to that point, the, the easier life is going to be and the better lifestyle that you have. And the whole point of a lifestyle practice is to be able to build the lifestyle that you want And if you're never able to take time away from the practice, for most of us, that's not the lifestyle that we want to have.
1: Yeah, the the other side of the when, the other side of the when that I wanted to bring up is, okay, when do we want to begin thinking about everything we just spoke about, right? Like having that plan um and not the plan like 20 years from now like i want this to be the exit plan especially if you're in year 2 or 3 or even you know 5 to 10 right it's more about start taking actions now start thinking about this now because the more prepared you are the more likely you're actually going to hit what you're trying to do right it kind of goes back to working on your practice and in your practice conversation and too often we don't really take a step back to look at okay what what is, what is the plan what does the next quarter look like what does the next year look like i'm i'm not a big fan of of looking at what what does 10 or 20 years look like from now because so many things can happen and it's hard to really hold yourself accountable to a 10 year plan but if you can hold yourself accountable for you know maybe you have a year plan and break it up by quarters Right? How much easier is it that you actually hit what you want to do that year? Which, if that leads back to what type of practice you are are building, it's it's easier to do. And so the win is when are you going to start? When are you going to start planning for this?
2: On the the flip side of that coin, what makes you and I work so well, Ryan, is is that I am that big picture, that long term thinker. And without knowing where we want to end up, it, it's hard to build a roadmap to there. And at the same time, you're right. You can't just say, "Oh, well, in 20 years, this is what I want," and like just work on a 20-year plan. You have to have the the long-term vision of what you're trying to accomplish, and then break that down into the one-year, three-year, five-year goals and metrics of like, okay, what do I need to do over the next, you know, one year, uh, and then break that down into quarters, or next three years, and break that down into years, or you know, things of that nature, so that you can get an idea as to okay, if what I'm trying to do is build an enterprise where I bring on a partner in you know, 10 to 20 years, okay, great, well, I need to go ahead and have uh, a pool of other naturopathic physicians that I know that I know well and that ideally are already in my practice because it takes a large amount of time to be able to find the right mix. Now, I can tell you for from a financial planning partner standpoint, I auditioned about six or seven different partners uh, before you and I, you know, really became partners. And and, like this has been an absolute home run for for me, but it took quite a bit of time and quite a lot of time of searching to be able to find the right partner. And there were there were multiple false starts and, and, you know, uh, potential possibilities that just didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, but it, it takes time to find that right person, that right fit.
1: Yeah. And it all, you know, you brought up a good point of having that vision of what it is you're wanting this practice to eventually be like, um, and then, you know, bring that back around to, okay, what is it you're going to do this year that will slowly get you to that point? And it does take time, right? So having someone help you with that, right? That might be a business coach. There might be some, obviously there's some financial planning involved in that. So having people in your life to, to help you get there is is key. Um, so just as a, a, a review here, right? Our, we started this episode off with your job as a practice owner is to make yourself replaceable, which hopefully now that we've gone through this, that now sits well or sits better with our listeners. And then three steps to take are to... To, to figure out how do I get myself there is okay are you enterprise or lifestyle practice? What's your current business valuation or how are you currently set up on the personal side from a financial preparedness? And then okay, now that we have those two, who is going to help us get us get us there? How are we going to get there? And then when do we want to start it? So we hope this episode was valuable for you. And I think this is a great time to have our question of the day, Alex.
2: Yeah, well, and since we've been talking about, uh, you know, both enterprise and lifestyle practices, we've got one question for the enterprise folks, and we've got one question for the uh, lifestyle folks. And and if you're not sure, you can answer either or both of these. Um, For enterprise, when was the last time that you did a practice valuation? Figuring out what the value of your practice is and what method did you use. On the lifestyle side, when was the last time that you did a valuation of your personal balance sheet? It's a very similar concept to doing a practice valuation, only it's doing it on your personal assets and your personal balance sheet as opposed to the business. And doing a personal balance sheet evaluation for enterprise folks are that that is valuable as well. It's more important to make sure that you're valuing the business and understanding how you can grow and where it is that you need to work on to be able to grow the practice. So make sure so head you over head over to holistic-finance, go ahead,
1: holistic-finance.com and at the bottom of that you've got a section there to uh, email us. Um, with the answer to our question or if you have any questions on your mind that you want us to talk about on the podcast feel free to reach us out to us there as well so as always we hope this episode was value please share it if you did find any value out of it that's how this podcast grows right we're trying to be a resource um and we're not trying we're actually succeeding this podcast is growing we want it to grow further to make sure that we're helping the naturopathic medicine community so as always mr collins
2: make it a great day
0: Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California 91711. 909 399 1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, Membra, FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian, Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian.